you and I are better villains than most writers. Really, I mean, I don't leave loose ends, dude. That's no, mm -mm, that's how it comes back. I've seen a lot of movies, exactly. That's the worst thing you can do. (laughs) Seen way too many villains go down because they weren't ruthless enough. Welcome to the What's Up Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Alec Burgess. Let's get it. Yeah, let's get it. We are here live. We are here to talk about the season finale of The Peripheral. Uh, season one is done, and I am sad and depressed and brokenhearted, and I have fucking questions. I- Lots of them. <laughs> Holy smokes. I... Yeah, this show was like this episode went off the rails and I loved every minute of it. Um, I did not see it coming. I, you know, there's a lot of things that I got right in this show um, and I'm pretty proud of that. I did not see the ending coming and I don't want to ruin it. Yet, I mean, but... I don't even know what happened and I watched it. <laughs> well, I know what happened because it answered a question that you and I've had a couple of times through this season. Um, and one that Matson even brought up when he and I recorded, I think episode five or six, uh, when you were you were off doing your thing. Um, but man, what an episode! Like, and it, you know they tied everything up. All Pretty the storylines well. that were going on throughout this season, more or less, have either had a nice little pinch that says hey we got to a point where it's time that this storyline is going to shift like uh corbell pickett's story right so he please forgive the jets i live by an air force base and they're doing drills today so sorry about that um yeah so corbell pickett he's alive ish um which is a problem i mean considering how he went down yeah uh he can create some problems in that particular. Oh, man, I can't believe we're talking about this because I keep thinking about the end. And now I'm like, does it even matter? But anyway, yeah. so it's <laughs> so Corbell Pickett is in that, that storyline. He's in he's the ICU. A, a coma. Yeah. I mean, he's a tough bastard. So it doesn't surprise me that the dude's still got a pulse and kicking around. He's just going to be one pissed off son of a bitch when he wakes up, I think. Up. Yeah. Um, Jasper, go Jasper. Jasper. Oh, Jasper showing up to the party. Yeah. He's got yeah, his yeah, uncle yeah. in him. Oh, yeah. Got a little bit, didn't he? Well, and I loved it. Like that whole sequence I really liked because you can tell this guy's got issues, and, and rightly so. Like you're you're not Corbell Pickett's nephew and raised by him and come out okay. Like you it just <laughs> doesn't work that way. But I love that, like you can see that. What's her his wife's name? Billy? Is it Billy Joe or yeah, something like that? Billy, Billy Ann or something. I think Billy it's Billy Ann, Ann yeah. or Bobby Ann. I don't know. Anyway, one of them South Carolina, Southern, one of them Carolina names. Uh, but I love that his wife, like he calls his wife saying, and he calls her to say, like, I'm doing something bad. Remember Monopoly but, when yeah. uh, I was winning, but then Burton came from behind and you told me to stop being a little wimp? Yeah. She's like, I didn't mean. <laughs> he's, uh, he's on the phone, like, well, then why did you say it? <laughs> yeah. 
think you do realize the stakes are a little different here. Like, we're talking about Monopoly versus killing someone with a train. Like, <laughs> three people kill your entire crew. Um, and don't, I mean, they, my opinion, they deserved it, but oh, of course, they're terrible people, pricks. Um, but that kind of ruins your whole enterprise you got going. Like, yeah. what's his backup plan? Where's his uh, actual employment going to be from? He's got to put food on the table still. Uh, well, before I, they blow up the missile silo and send it to the jackpot. What, right. <laughs> well, and I think here comes, I mean, here comes the big piece of it, right? So like with Jasper anyway, somebody's got to fill Corbell Pickett's shoes because power abhors a vacuum, right? Like you can't, it doesn't work. So someone's going to fill in. And I can see Billy Ann leading Jasper down that road, especially like, cause now you have, with what happens in the end, you have a little more freedom from Burton and that crew, right? So yeah. I think they'd be a good there. one to be running the drug trade in their little town. Probably do it on a little less uh, disastrous level, but still just as scary, if not more so, than Corbell Pickett. Just in a different way. <laughs> yeah. I could see that happening. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, Ash, uh, mm-hmm. who uh, will probably not be around for much longer as soon as Zubov figures out she stole him out to Newland. Boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. That whole fiasco that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a night. Yeah, there was a lot that was happening in this episode. It was very nice to see. Yeah. Well, and I loved... I love the whole Ash thing, like, because even her partner dude was like, uh, what? Like, because you get to see that cold streak in her where it's like, oh, no, you mess with the wrong person. Because, and I get the enemy, of the you know, the enemy of my enemy and all that. But ooh, it, to pick Newland as the enemy friend, friend of me, whatever you want to call it, that's a dangerous freaking. Yeah, that woman she- has immediately escalated it oh yeah she's like hey i know where it is it's in her brain and newland's like you know what i can deal without it we're gonna escalate the jackpot in the stub and ash is like uh come again what'd you say yeah <laughs> we're gonna destroy the entire stub and start over again i was like oh wow you just yeah. went there i mean that you know went from zero to 60 pretty darn pretty darn quick yeah and then let's not forget the inspector Oh, I love her. Best Dude, character aside from Burton. So good. Yep. So good. And her whole thing with uh, helping Flynn, but keeping the foot in every single camp. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling she might even be, I don't know, like uh, biting off more than she can chew. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's dealing with now forces where she does not have complete control. Yeah. Right. She can't open stubs or, you know, change the way the stubs are, so to speak. So now she's stepping from this almost like total control where she knows exactly what's going to happen. And she's moving away from that into uncharted waters. Mm hmm. Well, it'll always be messy and doing it with people that the aunties have no control over. Like they have no not enough data because it's now and especially by the end. That is a 100% completely unknown entity quantity. However you want to calculate that math, there's no calculating for what Flynn can do in the future. Like, 
None. Yeah, it's a it's a big old mess. Um, because you've got Zubov, who's <laughs> in deep doo doo with the Klept, like one hundred and fifty five percent. Then you've got Newland, who has decided to just torch everything. She's going scorched earth. Then you've got the inspector, who's playing both sides of Psycho Street a little bit. So. And then you throw in the mix probably the three most unhinged humans ever with Burton, Connor, and uh, Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to create a whole new jackpot in the future. Man. It, you know, what a show, man. Because I'll say this. When I was like still going, what the hell are they going to do? Halfway through this episode, right? And then you see mom's falling sick again. There's no way to cure her. They're getting ready to blow this stub up, get ready to destroy it and cut it off. And then you have this, and I was, it took me a second to realize what Flynn was doing, but she has this secret meeting with Connor that they cut off. I was like, why would they even put that scene in here? Cause it was like two seconds long. Right. And then it cuts to like a completely different thing, but then she's having this conversation and, I will say that the only time I ever had an issue with this show was to, was last night's or Friday's episode. The fight scene was a little janky. <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt like, hey, we need a cool moment here. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Do they just that. like leave the peripherals and stasis underneath the church? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then when they come alive, like you can just tell like the choreography – and I look, I don't want to be a shithead about it because I'm glad that they did it with practical fight effects, right? Like they didn't try to CGI this shit, but whoever was Flynn's and I don't know, maybe they left what's her face in there and Chloe she Grace, Chloe Grace Moretz in there to do the stunt. But it looked like it was either rapidly like rush choreographed or whoever was playing Flynn in that moment had a hard time with some of the choreography because it looked a little jankier than normal, especially considering the Burton fight early on and like some of the fights later, even where she's fighting, like it looked really good. So I feel like this was like a rush. Hey, we need an exciting moment here because most of as good as this episode was, most of it was a lot of like talking and setting things up. Yeah, so big I think reveals and yeah. So I feel like they they felt like hey, we need this like really cool actiony moment let's have this fight scene here at the stub creator plant whatever it is and then it but it felt rushed but that's like so nitpicky it's ridiculous it's just that there was a couple moments i was like that looks terrible but that's okay it's still cool um yeah it's cool enough to ignore yeah and the whole rest of the show is so good that and this is what i'm talking about when you have a show or movie or any kind of entertainment like this that's so damn good 99 of the time the 1% I will laugh at and say that was bad, but I don't care. I'm okay with 1%. You know what I mean? Um, how many – okay, so here's question number one. Question number one. Okay. Watching this show. It's not the question, but it's question – the first question I had was, how many of these little stub-creating machines are out there? Because it sounded like there were this multiple the places only, yeah. that they could send – and it was just the easiest one for Flynn to access, right? Like, 
that's for me the conversation between her and the the detective or the inspector sounded like i can send you to a few here's the easiest one like that's kind of what i got out so how many of these places do they have where they can just walk in push a couple buttons though i guess she had to go get the clock first the watch first so that because wasn't the watch in a different location altogether i thought it was there was it there god i'm gonna have to Um, rewatch it i i just thought maybe it was because we see that her plan really isn't to go into a new stub it's to spoiler alerts to go to the future so i i was under the impression that she was going through this elaborate the one that they picked was specifically so newland would be there where she would mm. take control of the peripheral and see this happen and to set Newland up. Mm. Um, and I imagine that the Klept has one of these uh, stub-creating portal facilities. Same with the Met, um, but I feel like they set her to the RI one specifically so that Newland would start searching su- stubs and yeah. never think to look in her own timeline. Yeah. Well, and that's so. I mean, she did create a new stub that started in 2032 with exact seemed like the exact same time that the one that started, like when we start the show, we're in 2032. So I was like, okay, so she's created a new stub of her timeline in her place. So there's a new version of them out there that has now the data. Well, she has the data that they can use to prevent the jackpot the jackpot in that new stub that they just created here's the big question (laughs) okay are we switching things up in season two or are we going to go back to this stub that she's now technically not a part of because that stub's still there and she did what she did to throw newland off and say well i don't i don't need to blow up the stub anymore because the data's not there someone got her right like so I don't need to destroy hmm. this stub. When we come back to this show, like obviously to me, what makes sense is based on how it ends, where we see that her consciousness has now been permanently moved to her peripheral. The Flynn that we've watched this entire season is now working with the the inspector in her permanent future, whatever. But if her ability like her consciousness is now that immutable like she could go into any stub if they have the tech for it right so what the fuck uh yeah no i think she's just gonna start bouncing around to stubs she's just got wild dude he's gonna pop in like superman move a couple things around here there and pop right back out yeah that's but yeah, nutty, it's crazy. Dude. I wouldn't even be surprised if we start out in her new stub that she created, her new timeline. Yeah. And uh, we see a Flynn Frisch- Fisher that's a little bit different. Sure. Different actors playing her or something like that. Um, to the point where it's, you know, just a, this, kind of the same story, but Flynn Fisher's different. Yeah. Um, and so when she goes to visit these stubs, if that's what she does, she's like, oh, that's not me or type of a thing everything will be just a little bit tweaked well yeah and that's cool i I mean you you get connor without being blown up you get no you know no uh haptics things like that at least to a degree right at least not given for the experimental levels that they were given in the current stuff 
my other question is that goes along with that when she destroyed the watch does that mean that that stub is unchangeable like they can't I guess what does it mean by destroying like did she lock that stub into place did she make it so they can't do experiments because in my brain my my other question that I had was okay cool you just created this new stub you have the ability now because of this data that's in your head to manage at least avoid and now it's completely readable because in theory her consciousness being transferred to the peripheral permanently means the data should have gone with it right so they have an access they have easier access to this data keeps the peripheral or the jackpot from happening in the new stub but what keeps ri from using that stub and doing experiments there right well, when she crushed the watch, she said that something about the coordinates, right? That Newland wouldn't be able to do anything without the mm-hmm. coordinates. So I wonder if when you create this new stub, like the coordinates are a specific time. Gotcha. And if you don't have the specific time downtown, I don't know, the millisecond or something like that, you can't find the branch. That would make sense. Yeah, because then you wouldn't be able to. Okay, that's fair. They would that's have to fair. go through however long this stub has existed, second by second almost, to try yeah. and figure out this branch, and it would take too long. Sure, that makes sense. Okay, because I was, I was like, mm, did you just create like a new testing ground for him? Like, what the fuck? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, way to go, Flynn. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, Flynn. I know you were trying to do something good, but come on. So no, but that makes sense. And, and I knew that the implication was she destroyed the the, the timepiece, so it either cut that stub off from that kind of thing or made it difficult but then i was like but if you cut off the time from the ability to travel there or do anything with it from ri didn't you just do that for yourself too but obviously if she knows when she set it up that would make sense as you know you have to have certain figures or like you said the coordinates have to be right in order to track it down so it's good clarification there that would be my guess anyway i think it's good uh, can we talk about Wilf or Wolf or the fact that this dude who like started out the season being the biggest brain in the world is actually dumb as a bag of rocks? Yeah. And I will give a little bit of credit. It might be his implants that are messing with him, but I swear it takes Flynn Fisher to figure out every single riddle mm-hmm. that always has to do with his childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I thought that was a good reveal that, like, I mean, you just see the, the level of manipulation that this world that they're in is capable of. We've already seen that they're willing to manipulate emotions with what they've done with the stub. And that obviously, the, that stub testing and everything was to see how they could use it in the real world. We now know that there's memory manipulation going on as well to the point that, I mean, the 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 little kid, the little elite peripheral didn't have to dig very far to find a skull i mean there's obviously a lot of bodies buried there and they didn't try to hide that shit because they knew that they could hide it technically right through the brain and through all that stuff so it's like ooh, this world just gets more and more twisted the longer you're in it and learn about it and i love that they kept that like a complete mystery like there was no hint to that there was no until she just dropped that ball and goes, look, dude, I took that out because you don't remember shit. Like, and now I'm not starting even to remember a little everything. Bit. Yeah. And you're right. He is kind of a moron. And like you said. He's gotten dumber throughout the season. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they're trying to showcase the implants effect or what even the implants really do. Like, do they, is it a time-based thing where the longer you have them in, the worse your memory gets? Mm-hmm. But man, this dude couldn't solve anything. He's hunting for Alita and she's sitting in the park. Yeah. Um, I did think it was kind of cool, though, where he was talking. He's like, you pulled your implants out. Like, you lost your immunity. Mm-hmm. Like, shape, you're going to die. And she's like, shut up. You do not understand anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then this whole group of people come up behind her that I'm assuming don't have implants either. They look They're like doing just fine. Implants. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so again, it, and that really kind of puts a question mark on this entire world. Like, and especially for a guy like Wilf, where he doesn't belong in this world. Yeah. And everything that you believed up to this point, you have to start to question because you've now seen and understand based on, I mean, not that you were questioning it to begin with that much, but when you think about uh, Dubov and what he, or Zubov and what he's got going on, like now he knows even more, right. About how dastardly this dude is um, and the lengths that he's willing to go. So why would you keep working for him? The second piece of that is, your sister just opened up your eyes to the fact that she's still taking care of you and keeping your dumb ass alive. And it's like, and everything that you've been told and you believed in is a lie. And you don't remember Dude, the rest of it. Lie. Yeah. That's gotta be so frustrating for Alita. I just smacked the shit out. Of yeah, no shit. <laughs> Wait, man. Um, but I did, cause they mentioned it. Um, I did enjoy or not really enjoy, but liked how they worked the klept into it. Mm-hmm. Like the klept is responsible for this mass murder. Yeah. Um, and that's how they become one part of this like trifecta. And you have the research. So it's like the klept, you know, where the bad guys, military arm, you got the klept. And I don't know how the Met police fits into everything. Um, maybe just keeping the other two in check, mm-hmm. keeping tabs on them, you know, having all their dirty little secrets. Yeah. Um, but it's, it was nice to see like how the klept kind of took their power straight up murdered everybody yeah well and it seems like to me that's kind of the feeling that i got that you have the klept and you have ri that are just absolute terrible i mean to the point of being terrorists to a certain degree um and then you have also in the middle of that you have the met police to me and because of the the way that the inspector talked about you know i can't do i can't create a stub because of restrictions and it's almost like they've agreed there's certain levels of this world that they'll stay out of as long as the other two don't mess with the Met and they don't go too far in a public pattern, right? Because the other piece that I also am very deep with with the inspector is obviously her memory hasn't been messed with to a certain degree, right? So it's like who are the powers that be that don't have memory alterations or things like that that we've seen at least with wolf and obviously with alita i mean what's this cast system because there's got to be a a, you know a level of these guys don't remember shit these guys remember a little bit we remember everything yeah well most of them don't even know what's real or not yeah that's also (laughs) fair jeez this show like the levels too we don't even know half the levels like you were Mm -hmm. saying of the hierarchy who's in control of everything and we're a season in yeah. which i enjoy but i really really hope that they continue with this oh show. they better i will not survive if they cancel it after just one season 
I mean, the good news is, is I was reading and I was surprised, but it had better reported ratings, like uh, streaming ratings, than uh, House or the Rings of Power. Actually, oh, it overtook really? Rings of Power when it came to like, because Rings of Power when it launched was like the highest streamed show that Amazon's ever had, and then this one overtook it. So. I we might have been wrong in assuming that people weren't watching this show. I just hadn't heard anything about it. You know what I mean? Other than yeah, the it was very on Amazon. So I'm glad that people are watching it, and I hope we get a season two. I know the director, the showrunner, was talking about he has plans for season two, and they've started. They've got some writers in a writer room okay. already and started working. So, but there it, there has been no official announcement that yeah that always makes me nervous with the way everybody's cutting things these days, mm. and I worry. And they already have a billion dollar baby that's committed to five seasons. And yeah, it makes me nervous, but I hope that they give this show a second season because it deserves it. It's great. Um, Down to the point that let's talk about the elephant in the room and freaking Flynn's basic, you know, take herself out of the equation and the way she had to do it. Oh, dude, freaking. I hope she told Connor that, that her plan her consciousness would be fine and I'm, I think that there was a hint there because you know the whole way that we started and I forgot about this but I went back and started watching it with Casey because Casey hasn't been watching this with me so I went back that same night on Friday and I watched the first episode again with Casey and I forgot about the fact that um one I was confused because I she set the new stub up in 2032 and for some reason I kept thinking that 2027 was when the stub was that we were watching, but it was 2032. So I was like, Oh, nice. That's a good reminder. And then the other piece of it was, um, and I think the 20, 2027 came cause it's 27 years later in the future. Anyway, she makes a hint towards, she says something to Connor. I'll just count down backwards from 10. And that's how they ease their way into the SIM or into the peripheral in the first couple episodes. Mm. Cause Connor or Burton just tells her, they said, you know, count down from 10 and then you it'll, you know, you'll be in there. And so I forgot about that until I rewatched it. And he said that she said that to Connor, I'm just going to count down from 10 and it'll be like, I just drift away or whatever. You know what I mean? So to me, that was him, her saying to him without actually coming out and saying, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be still alive. It's just my consciousness is going into this peripheral permanently. Um, which is also a cool thing for him because that means he can too. That particular Connor, which is what he wants. So for me, that's like a big, as hard as I'm sure it was for him to take that shot somewhere in his mind, he's got to think, okay, I get what she's doing. She just told me. And now that means there's a chance for me to do what I wanted to do without even having the, the setup, right? Like I don't have to have the catheter. I don't have to have the, you know, the IVs and all that fun stuff. So it, it was an interesting take, but I, man, what a freaking brutal way to end the seat. I was like, cause at first I, and that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't, I didn't even realize that they were going to take her consciousness. Cause they've never hinted that that was possible that they could just transfer her consciousness. So I was like, yeah. Oh shit. Are they really going to end this by smoking this Flynn? And then we're just done. So I was really happy when, you see her wake up with the inspector, but damn, what a way to end this show. 
Yeah, but they still kept it lighthearted in a way where, yeah. I mean, she's talking to Connor like, hey, Burton said you hit something from, you know, two kilometers away. And he's like, yeah, he's lying to his yeah. three. <laughs> yeah. Loved it. Um, but I like how they, mm-hmm. they even tied it from like their conversation back to the beginning because or not the beginning, but the beginning of this episode, because we see like Connor's recovering after he uh, lost all his limbs mm-hmm. to the explosive dog and talking. They're talking about Sims. Yeah. Right, and like resetting and that comes up in their conversation as well like what you're just going to reset um like how do we reset this type of a thing so that was kind of cool as well because mm-hmm. at the beginning of the episode i was like what's this fluff i yeah. don't need this in here like let's get going we're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chop chop you got a timeline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it makes sense and it shows that they kind of had a deeper connection yep. than was really kind of showed throughout the rest of the season i mean you mm-hmm. see a little bit in the first couple episodes that they're close and they kind of you know they're buddy buddy but it really kind of brings into perspective that uh at least the two of them are very very close yeah yeah and you kind of got a hint to that that was another thing i was reminded of in the first episode was the whole interaction when she's trying to buy the one pill for her mom and he comes up and basically makes it so that they do it because he scares the shit out of these drug dealers but it's like but i i love what you're talking about it also was nice because it hinted that he's basically from that conversation where she got the idea on doing what they ended up doing across the board. Right. So, because you know, the explanation that she gave to the inspector was the black hole in video games. And I was like, Oh shit, what a genius way to explain this. Cause if you're not a gamer, it doesn't make sense. Just like, oh, I just got, I got caught on in the video game black hole and they're, you're like, what? Uh, yeah, one poor choice in my future ga- previous gaming sessions has left me in a place where I can't get out of it. Yeah, happens you know, to me all the bloody time. Constant, <laughs> constantly, especially with like new games, like with these storyline mm-hmm. games where you can make different choices in a lot of them. And I'm like, well, what happens if I do this? And I love storyline games, which is a problem because every single time make the wrong decision. Oh, Perfect yeah. example, the uh, Witcher 3. Oh, dude. Right. Where like, depending on how you answer the questions in the first five minutes shows up at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, and then it's like when you do side quests, right? Like, so Witcher 3 again, you can go visit the freaking uh, underwater witch lady. And depending on when you've done it, you're either screwed or you're okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's it was an interesting concept, but it's, you know, it really is what led to that conversation at the beginning because i was the same i was like what is this bullshit and then we find out that it's it's really how she's figured out how to beat newland and and zuboff so it's just like wow what a way to go oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) but i wonder because if i'm newland i'm still nuking the stub oh for sure like you know just out of spite i'm doing it flynn's not here oh well (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) I do not care. Yeah. I, it, yeah. I'm doing it just cause I'm sick of these people. <laughs> these, these guys suck. <laughs> well, and for me, like I thought the same thing. Cause I was like, she, she has to know. And if she doesn't Zubov does not that he can do anything about the stub, but Newland has to know that the brother and Connor have been there too. Like they're aware of the situation, maybe not the data piece of it, but that's a big 
assumption that they don't, you know, that she didn't tell him that he's got data trapped. She got data trapped in her mind. So I'm with you. Like, I would be surprised if Newland wasn't still after that stub. I probably would have destroyed it to you just to make sure there's no, but you just and I are better fun. villains than most writers. <laughs> villain. I mean, I don't leave loose ends, dude. That's, no, mm-mm. that's how it comes back. I've seen a lot of movies. And exactly. TV shows. That's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> seen way too many villains go down because they weren't ruthless enough. Exactly. Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah i would you would know what kind of like chump yeah the jackpot escalation you'd think you were in vegas on a great day buddy i would be running that <laughs> boy i'd be screw one silo dude i'd blow them all <laughs> yeah escalate if there yeah. was any kind of different outcome yeah any chance <laughs> that that stub goes away um yeah what a great show man I'm so sad that it's over. It was a good one. So sad. Wow. Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, I was. It got over, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Casey and then Casey had fallen asleep. That's why, I, like, I watched it with her, but she fallen asleep on the couch. So I was like, I'll watch this while she's sleeping. And she woke up to like the last five minutes, and I audibly like. So when they showed, when the, you hear you you have this conversation with Connor, and then it shows her standing by the you know, the little ledge or whatever, and she's going through her memories. And then you see, I was like, they are not going to do this. They are not going to do this. And then they show Connor with behind his scope. And I'm like, they're going to do this. And I was like, he's not going to take this shot. No way he takes this shot. Then they pan away and you hear the, I was like, oh, and I literally was like, what the hell out loud? Cause I didn't know she was awake. She goes, was that not supposed to happen? I was like, oh my God, she scared the shit out of me. I was like, I don't know. I was like, but I can't believe it. And then in that moment, you see that she wakes up. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Casey's like, was this a show you kept telling me you think I'd like? I was like, yeah. She goes, all right, well, let's watch it. So that's when we started. I was like, yes, I get to watch it again. Because I was like, it's just too good, you know? It's too good. It's really good. Yeah. Easily the best thing we've seen. All year. Oh, yeah. And we've watched some decent TV this year we've watched some shit but we've watched some decent tv is by far the best it's mm-hmm. so good most intriguing mm-hmm. and different like i mean i think we mentioned i don't remember no it was during when we were doing white christmas cool listen to that episode it's out today um we were talking about the fact that most stories have been told you know what i mean and it's so it's hard to like find something unique and while the, at the bare bones of this story there's obviously you know it's it's got the same elements of most stories yeah. right but the way that they've done it and in the way that they've actually portrayed it is so unique and different and they've done it just masterfully to keep you engaged keep you give you just enough information so that you understand what's going on but not enough that you know what's going to happen two episodes from now you know and that is to me the mark of a great show that's why i loved Westworld because it did the same thing you know there was always enough for me to feel like I was smart but enough from to remind me that I'm not as smart as I think I am I am dumb (laughs) (laughs) Uh, makes me feel like Wilf (laughs) yeah poor guy (laughs) yeah poor bastard man all right well 
Got yes. anything else you want to talk about? Not really. Everything. Yeah, Good we covered show. a lot. It was a great show. Uh, yeah, blown away by that show. Glad, glad we decided to do it. Um, we are going to do you and I after we're done recording this. We're going to do a quick trailer review, not live. Sorry, but if you want to see that, it will be on our Patreon. So go check that out uh, at What's Our Verdict. And uh, we're going to do uh, so January, my friend. They moved it to January. I told you February because that's when I thought it was originally going to come out. But January, The Last of Us. Right. Uh, January 16th, I believe. So I, we were wondering because we were, yeah, we were talking a couple days ago. Like, what are we going to do? So December, there's nothing. And I decided I was looking for shows and I went, you know what? We're going to pause on December. It's a nice holiday okay. month. We're just, after, now that this is finished, we're just going to do movies. We have, we have a schedule of movies. You can also go check out our website that's active again, what's our verdict.com, um, and see what's coming for the month of December. So, we're going to stick to our movies, we're not going to do TV, but January, The Last of Us will definitely be covered episodically. Uh, there's a new trailer that came out on Friday that I have not watched yet because I've been waiting it to do, and I it has been destroying my soul not to watch it because. <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah, that's so. like 72 hours, bro. <laughs> Dude, it's been rough. Because I keep hearing it and it keeps popping up on my feed because I'm like, that game is like life for me. So I'm excited. Um, so we're going to do that. But yeah, so January, that'll be it. But it's going to be a quiet December as far as TV goes. We've got some movies coming out always on Mondays. So, And uh, while I'm at it, before I just do Alex's job, I like tell everybody where else they can find us. You're doing great, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, another day, another season finale. Thank you for tuning into the peripheral. If you guys have watched all of our lives, thank you. If you have it and are just joining us for the first time, we did the whole season, all six episodes. So go ahead and check them out wherever fine podcasts are found or on YouTube. Uh, you can find our other content literally everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and there is even a MySpace floating around the cosmos somewhere. A free bubble sticker to whoever can find that. Nice. Speaking of bubble stickers, our website is back up and running, guys, and we have all the merch. All of mm-hmm. it. Holidays are coming up, and that means office parties and white elephant gift exchanges. Our merch makes the best white elephant gifts. So swing on by the merch tab at whatsourverdict.com and pick up a mug or a shirt or a sticker with Matson wearing a bent brim hat. It's amazing. <laughs> if you like who we are and what we do but aren't interested in the merch, head over to Patreon and join our current patron, Soundless Kluge Splooge, in requesting the most ridiculous content ever. You will also get access to exclusive content, including the stuff that we can't put out to the public flamingos i'm looking at you we'll be releasing here very soon on the Mm -hmm. patreon Uh, we appreciate the support in any capacity and hope to hear from you guys back to you jj yeah thanks alec that's fun yeah we got a lot of cool stuff coming up uh continuing on next year but uh the holiday season we're excited this will be the last live of the year i think um but we'll start doing lives again in january with the last of us and i'm sure there'll be plenty of more tv releasing next week next year that we'll do some more and i mean i know they're already announcing the boys season four the boys plus uh the new uh spinoff of the boys that's like a college based called gen, called gen v um <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, it looks points for cleverness. Yep, yep, yep. That's another trailer reaction we're gonna have to do. We'll wait for Matson on that one though, because he he loves the boys. So I won't ruin that one for him. But yeah, lots coming. We appreciate you tuning in as always, and we'll catch you on the next one. Hasta la vista, baby. Cinematic out.